Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so happy you're here. Before we get into today's very important episode, I would like to talk about our Cyber Monday special that we have going on on November 28th. So that's Cyber Monday. This is the only special that we do. It's for new members only. So if you've never joined the membership, you will be eligible for this special. So you can join the membership for 30 days for free. Usually our trial is 14 days. We're extending it to 30 days just for one day only. You can try the membership risk-free. You can cancel at any time. Remember that you will have to manually cancel if you don't want to stay past that month. But this is a great time for those of you that are kind of on the fence about joining Evlo. So that is coming on Monday. Make sure to mark your calendars because like I said, it's for one day only. And then real quick, if you've been listening to the podcast and you would be so kind to leave a rating and a review, I would be eternally grateful whether you're on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. And also hitting the subscribe button helps us a lot as well. We don't run ads for this podcast and we don't plan to run ads. So your reviews really do help us grow. So thank you all for being here. I'm so so grateful for this community. I don't want to start babbling too much, but I've been reflecting a lot about this little podcast community that we've created. And I, it kind of feels like my little safe corner of the internet where we don't get a lot of trolls and we just get people that here are here wanting to learn and better themselves. And it really creates a conducive environment for me to learn and grow and create content for you all that hopefully helps you. So Thank you so much for being here. Again, this little corner of the internet really is my favorite. So today, without babbling too much, today I want to talk about why to not burn off what you're eating during this time of year, during the holidays where you're potentially indulging in your favorite foods, enjoying your family and friends. And I actually released this episode last year, the day before Thanksgiving. And I want to do a reboot of that episode, but with a completely different spin. I think listening to that episode back that I did again last year around this time might be helpful for you as well if you need more of this type of content to really start to change your brain. But I realize that this stuff may sound redundant to those of you that listen to the podcast every week, but here is my thought on redundancy. And there's a very important reason why we say a lot of the things we say many, many times. And it has to do with neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity is the ability of your brain to rewire new pathways. It's the most amazing thing that humans have the capacity to do. And we can really take advantage of it to steer our life in the direction that we want our life to go. So neuroplasticity is the process that occurs when you learn a new skill, or if you memorize something, or if you want to change your thinking or your mindset about something. I think a great example of neuroplasticity is the ability to learn a new language. So if you've ever tried to learn a new language, you know that it's like beating your head against the wall at first. It does not feel natural. It does not come easy. You have to really concentrate. You have to put in a ton of reps. You have to constantly be practicing. And from everyone that I've heard that has learned a new language, I personally gave up in high school trying to learn Spanish. But for everyone that I've heard from that has become fluent in a new language, they really have to do a lot of repetitions. And they've told me that it really helps them to like listen to music in that language or watch TV in that language because you're ingesting a lot of content into your brain. And to me, that's neuroplasticity at work. It's flooding your brain with the input that you ultimately want to learn so that your brain gets more accustomed to using that new language. And I can see our beliefs about fitness in the same way. 
our native language of fitness, so to speak, is things like this. Your workout should be grueling and hard. Gentle workouts are a waste of time. Your workouts should hurt. It's normal for your workouts to hurt. Your workout should be sweating. The more calories I burn, the better. So when I talk about some things in my content, like calories don't actually matter. It's more about mechanical load and that you can't really burn off what you eat and that gentle consistency is more effective than intense inconsistency, that exercise shouldn't hurt, that sweatiness isn't a reliable indicator of your workout's effectiveness. When I say those things that are a lot of times opposite of our native fitness language, your brain is like, uh, no, that's not true, right? Because we have these deeply carved beliefs that our workouts need to look a certain way from lots of social conditioning. But when you're determined to learn that new language, learn the new mindset, because ultimately you're deciding that those old beliefs aren't serving you, right? They're hurting your body. They're breaking you down, or maybe they're not producing results anymore. When you are determined to learn the new language of fitness, you at least start opening yourself up to these new beliefs. And my guess is that you are at least open-minded to this stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So that's a lot of times the very first barrier that we have to get past. So first off, congratulations for you even listening and being open to this stuff. So we have to rewire the pathway in your brain that your body is never deserving of punishment from what you ate or what you didn't eat or that you didn't stick perfectly to your workout plan, your body is never deserving of punishment. We have to rewire that because so many of us have this deep-seated belief that we have to punish ourselves the day after Thanksgiving when we've enjoyed a beautiful meal with loved ones or that we have to burn off what we've eaten. And I'm gonna give you some evidence for why this actually isn't effective. But first, I wanna talk about the softer side of things of just we need to rewire that our body is not deserving of punishment ever. And just because maybe you eat more than you wanted to, or you, you know, indulge more than you decided you were going to, it doesn't mean that punishing yourself for your quote unquote wrongdoings by revving up your workout so you can burn off everything you ate is what will level the score because there's no score to level. You are not a child who needs punishment. You don't need to go to timeout for enjoying your favorite foods over the holidays. What you are given is one body, one amazing body, and that body responds to the thoughts you think about it, the feelings you have about it, and the actions you take for or against it. So if you're thinking, I'm lazy, I'm weak around food, I have no self-control, I need to work off my bad decisions in my workout tomorrow, that cycle perpetuates. And all of a sudden, you have guilt around food and view exercise as a tool to punish yourself. And eventually, you start to accumulate joint issues. It's very common to develop hormone imbalance. It's very common to develop weight loss resistance. These thoughts that you have around food and exercise really do accumulate to create your long-term results for better or for worse. But here's the hard part, right? You don't need to judge yourself for having these thoughts that your workouts need to punish you for what you ate or that you can burn off what you eat the day after Thanksgiving. They are there. These thoughts are there because that's what most of us were conditioned to believe. We watched our moms over-exercise after eating maybe or potentially talk negatively about their bodies. Maybe even if you didn't have moms that did that, the media has always portrayed body image in really messed up ways. I think we all know that. So it's 1000% understandable that you do have these thoughts, but first being aware that they're there. And second, 
deciding to intentionally give more airtime to other thoughts that are going against this idea that your workouts need to be punishment. So that's that. Let's talk a little bit more about why trying to burn off what you ate is not actually an effective strategy, more from like the objective science lens. So I think that we can agree that it doesn't foster the best relationship to exercise, but there's real reasons why it actually isn't very effective. So let's talk through some numbers. Studies show that there's a difference of a thousand calories between feeling satisfied after you ate and between feeling full. And there's two to 3,000 calories between feeling full and feeling stuffed. Many people, what they'll do is they will enjoy their Thanksgiving meal and they'll go for a really long run the day after they've overindulged thinking that they can quote unquote burn off some of or all of what they ate. And I do think that this, again, is not what I recommend from a neuroplasticity, from a body image standpoint. But it also won't work because the problem is to burn off the amount of calories that you would consume from being stuffed from a Thanksgiving meal, a female would have to run around 45 miles, which would take them more than five hours. So burning off what you ate just is not a realistic solution. And not only does your workout not put much of a dent in those calories that you ate, but as I've talked about so many times, if you do burn more calories in your workout, the constrained total energy expenditure model states that your body will essentially subtract those calories you burned in your workout from other calorie expending processes like digestion and cell cleanup. So essentially, even though you are going out on your run to try to burn more calories, your deficit doesn't increase very significantly. So you're basically just reallocating how you burn calories, not necessarily increasing the amount of calories you're burning on that day. So even if you do add a calorie torching workout into your routine, it ends up being more or less a wash. Burning calories is never a bad thing. And sometimes it really does feel good to exercise the day after you've had a large meal. It can feel satisfying moving your body. It can feel empowering to move your body. All of those things are amazing things. But just remember that trying to burn off what you ate really is not an effective strategy. I also don't want you all to feel guilty for enjoying a Thanksgiving meal. I don't want you to feel like you can't indulge or overindulge. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am fully intending on potentially overindulging on Thanksgiving. It's something that I look forward to. It's something that I enjoy. So I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying maybe we rethink how we should exercise the day after Thanksgiving. Let's talk about my recommendation for how to exercise the day after Thanksgiving. My recommendation is just to do the workout that's normally on your schedule. If you're an Evla member, that's probably your full body class on Friday. What's awesome is that you can actually use how you're eating around this time of year to your advantage. So if you're anything like me, you enjoy all the foods around the holidays. I do not restrict. I am much less structured around food, around the holidays. So I will be in a calorie surplus likely. I'm not going to be counting my calories, but I just know that I'm going to be eating very much off my schedule, enjoying all the foods, trying not to feel guilty about it, which again is hard to do, but we're going to work on it. So You can use a calorie surplus to your advantage by continuing to strength train since it's a lot easier to gain muscle in a calorie surplus. So you can almost like use this time of year to your advantage. I also plan to prioritize protein and veggies on my plate during the holidays. So 
I will absolutely still eat all the pies and all the potatoes and all the breads and everything and all the butter. (laughs) But I think that using the greater volume of food in conjunction with my current strength training routine may actually help me gain muscle a bit faster this month, which I'm really excited about. So it's so funny how when you reframe that little thing in your mind, like instead of burning off my calories, I'm going to use this time of year to my advantage and I'm going to focus on building my body up. How much better does that feel? How much more exciting do you feel about your workouts? You can completely shift your attitude towards eating and exercise and enjoying your family time or your loved one time, enjoying those indulgences over the holidays. If you can do this little shift where you're like, oh, I'm just going to focus on building muscle right now because it's probably going to be a little easier to build muscle when I'm in a calorie surplus anyways. So that is the episode today. Again, a little bit on the softer side with some little science thrown in there, but I hope that this is helpful for you all. Feel free to listen to it again. Feel free to send it to a friend who you think might need it this time of year. I think that the more we can change this mindset in the industry, the better off not only are we as women, but our future generations who are looking up to us. So I'm so thankful for this community. Again, I just love creating content for the podcast and thank you all for being so supportive and kind. I love that on the podcast, we don't get a lot of trolls, knock on wood, which is just really, really just a lovely conducive place for me to create content. So love to you all. Please enjoy all the time with loved ones this Thanksgiving, and we will see you all next week. Same time, same place.